I'm Daniel Giacopelli. It's the 27th of March, and this is the brand new daily podcast from Courier. Small businesses have never had it this tough. Around the world, the global pandemic is affecting every industry imaginable, and companies are under intense pressure to pivot, to make ends meet and survive. Over the coming months, we'll be talking with business owners around the world to hear what they're going through, how they're adapting in a time of crisis, and we'll hopefully find some silver linings along the way. Well, to kick things off, I'm joined by Courier's founder and editor-in-chief, Jeff Taylor, who's on the line now. Well, Jeff, it's been a pretty intense few weeks around the world and pretty much the same at Courier, too. Yeah, you know, I think it's a crazy time for everybody, obviously. So it's no different for us in the sense that there's a whole lot of business things that we have to change just to keep an even keel. But I think what is different for us is we're in a unique position that Courier has always been about a purpose as much as it's been about a business, that purpose of inspiring people and helping people to live a life on their own terms. And right now, people need that help more than ever before. So as this wave started to break, I think we very quickly, all of us around the table started talking about, well, what could we do to actually help the audience? And that in addition to doing some stuff that we needed to do on the business to to recalibrate, actually more than that, there's people out there that need help like never before. And the sort of stories and insights and analysis and case studies that, that we've got good at doing could be so much more relevant to people now than ever. If we can help people weather this storm better, then that's something pretty incredible. So all of you guys um, uh, and myself have been uh, running around kind of like mad. Now, obviously, the, the crisis going around the world right now is impacting tons of businesses. We're shifting our editorial priorities a bit too, aren't we? Yeah, I think, you know, some of that is driven by just the market. We believe in print more than ever and actually had really big plans for print this year. But you know what? It's very hard to get things printed. We don't know what the supply chains look like. And then the distribution is very much up in the air as well. So we've had to step back from some of our print products. What that looks like is our London paper has had to unfortunately go on a pause. It'll come off hiatus. We're super excited about it. It's been growing really well, but uh, it just needs a bit of a pause before we um, move on to launch it in other markets, hopefully later in the year. And it means for the magazine itself, you know, we just printed, as you're aware, issue 34, our food issue. It's a beautiful issue. It's completely ignorant of the fact that the world's kind of uh, in chaos around it. So we're looking at what we do with print for the next issue. And this issue we've made available as a free download. So anybody who wants to get their hands on it, it is out there in print. If people can get to a newsagent and buy it, then good luck. It's in some supermarkets and things, but we assume it'll be pretty hard to get your hands on a print copy unless you order it off our site. So um, we took the decision to make a PDF version and um, and give it out to everybody for free. Yeah. And I mean, like everybody else, we're just rolling with the punches a bit. We're playing it by ear and just giving our audience things they kind of, they need right now. I mean, how do you anticipate that's going to change in the coming months? Well, I think, you know, first of all, what we've done is think about from a media point of view, how can we help people best? And so this podcast that we're talking on, the first of what I hope is uh, quite a few weeks of, of great daily podcasts is our way of getting to the audience more quickly and more directly with case studies, with stories, with expert opinions, 
to help them on a day-by-day basis. I think Courier's never been about the doom and gloom stories, but it is realistic. We understand that a lot of people are hurting right now, and hopefully the podcast can be a 10- or 15-minute shot every day of some inspiration, but more importantly, some really useful stuff that might help navigate some of the issues. And then our Courier Weekly email, which we love and has been running for a couple of years now, it's got a big following. We're, we're retooling, and so this morning is the, um, the first of a new Courier Weekly, which, again, similar to the podcast is um, flexing much more to be around skills people can use and stories and insights uh, right now. Then we turned our social feeds over to promoting those and um, uh, we're looking at a few other things we can do, but mostly it's about email and podcast right now. Thanks, Jeff. And for more stories of pivoting and adapting, you can subscribe to Courier Weekly. That's at couriermedia.co slash sign up. And you can also download a free digital edition of our latest issue on our web shop. In a bit, we'll talk disrupted supply chains, but first, how can creatives, from designers to illustrators, adapt right now and still make a living? Alex Beck is managing director of the Hudson Beck Group, probably best known for the creative platform It's Nice That. How's it going, Alex? Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a wild ride. I think it's a roller coaster like everyone else. I can't, I can't pretend it's um, completely plain sailing, but equally, we've, I guess we've always prided ourselves on being um, well-run, conservative with a small C, solid, foundationally built company. So we have, I'm sure we have as much runway as any other small business and, and a bit more so. But yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't fancy running a, running a fast growth, crazy startup right now with, um, with what's going on out there. But yeah, we're, we're okay. We're healthy and that's, that's the most important thing. I mean, you wrote a piece for us, I think it was last year about how you structured the company so that each arm of the company is, if not profitable, then, you know, self-sustaining, right? I mean, it's a good way to run a company. Yeah, exactly that. And I think I've chatted a good chat for a long time about how we're trying to set something up that lasts forever through thick and through thin. And so this is the ultimate test. And, you know, I'm I'm excited to to see if we can get to the other side and prove that it's as good as I always um, I typed about in Korea. But I don't know, to be totally honest, none of us are owed anything, unfortunately. We're, we're experiencing exactly the same troubles as I'm sure many other small businesses. And I, I don't think anyone knows what this is going to look like. I and mean, if, it, if it carries on past six months, then I don't know one small business that's, that can build a P&L for no business for six months. So yeah, let's see, eh? Yeah, you guys serve the creative community, right? So you have a magazine, a daily updated website, a jobs board, education and lectures. I mean, how can, if I'm a creative person right now, um, if I'm a designer, what can I do right now to help myself not completely fail? I think that's a really great question. And I think if I actually knew the full answer, we'd be doing it as well. So I would say, I think it's, it is the wild west out there. We have, we have absolutely no idea how this is going to pan out, but my advice that I'm giving, especially to, to freelancers at the moment is to, is to be patient. The help will have to come. It will have to come. The government, I believe strongly, however much you, you like or loathe them are not going to allow mass unemployment. It's not in their in their interest to leave everyone high and dry, contractor, freelancer, full time, anyone else. So, but I think in all of this, whether you're a sole trader or you're running a business, is be patient. Obviously, you have to act now on cost cutting measures or whatever else, or living within within your means. But I do believe this is a this is a major economic challenge like no one has ever seen, and there will have to be help. There will have to be help for everyone, whether that's through the business you work for or anything else. So, I think in the first instance, I say. Try and relax as much as you can. That's impossible to say. But, you know, we employ 42 people. It's not easy to relax. It's not easy to 
go to sleep and think, oh yeah, everything's going to be all right. I'm not suggesting that for a, for a second, but I think we've got to stay positive. I'm a big fan of the island on, on Channel 4 and, you know, Bear Grylls is no philosopher, but he always said that survival, one of the key things for survival isn't fire or water or anything else. Sure, that's necessary, but actually positivity and optimism and positive attitude is the thing that, that gets you way before any of that. So, yeah, don't give up and we've got to keep fighting and everyone's in the same boat. I always think there's some solace in that. No one is having a complete field day unless you're, you know, online web designer for Ocado. Alex Beck there from It's Nice That. And finally, Becky and Hugh are the founders of Painter, a British clothing brand that sells limited edition jackets in three drops or batches a year, with only a few hundred jackets in each batch. The two founders make a living from this model. It's built on intense customer loyalty, strong communication, mostly on Instagram, and a factory in Portugal that makes their jackets to order. Well, for a while, everything was going perfectly. We had everything planned out for our next launch and release uh, on April 18th. By the day, that just changed. <laughs> like, everything just changed. From last Monday when, oh, I'd say even a week before that, like two, three weeks ago, and we were hearing that everything was really bad in China. We were thinking, well, we're really lucky about where we produce because we only produce in, in Europe. And, you know, things change overnight and suddenly you realise that no one is invincible and actually now it affects everything about all of our lives. Becky and Hugh manufacture their jackets in Portugal, which, like the rest of Europe and the world, is currently combating the epidemic. A week and a half ago, Portugal's president declared a state of emergency. It was bad news for their factory, and Painter has since had to postpone the launch of the latest product. And it was actually our factory that kind of, for us, triggered things, mm -hmm. because the Portuguese were taking it much more seriously. Now the UK me, were. In the UK were, yeah. They, they were closing schools really, really soon. They had tens of cases, and they started saying, OK, they were planning to close schools, which meant that in our factory, a lot of mothers work which meant a lot of people would then, a lot of mothers would then have to go home and look after their kids. I think the seven in head office, mm -hmm. there's just one, just to literally make sure that deliveries can come in and out. And then there's a tiny, tiny team in production so that you can be safely spaced apart from each other, but also to try and keep the work flowing so there isn't a big backlog when everything does reopen. You guys wrote on your Instagram that it's probably like a hundred pairs of hands touch each of your jackets before they get to you. You have a really spread out supply chain across Europe, right? You have the Portuguese factory, Portuguese fabric mills, Italian fabric makers, Italian button makers, British button makers, British pattern cutters. Do you think when this all dies down, will you do anything differently? Once you get into business and you start relationships with all of the different people across your supply chain and you, you're getting on the phone with them and, you know, we're all meeting each other's families. We really form relationships with the people that you work with wherever they're based. And maybe working in the UK would be, you know, a couple more weeks now in terms of the production running as normal. But no one's invincible, like we said before. And actually, once you start relationships with these people, you just want to keep supporting them in any way that you can. Do you think this will cause people to kind of return to a focus on the real fundamentals? I mean, I saw on Twitter, this entrepreneur called Webb Smith wrote, after this, we may care a little bit less about front end design, typeface and premium packaging design. We may care a lot more about manufacturing supply chain and the sturdiness of our last mile infrastructure, like the bones. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Thinking about how resilient your business is as well from the outset. 
we're lucky that there's just two of us. We don't actually have a distribution center that packages up. That's us in this living room that we're in right now. <laughs> and when batch three arrives in a few weeks, it'll be us. It'll take us a bit longer, but we'll be able to do it. And yeah, I guess that's, that doesn't apply to everyone. We're small, um, mm-hmm. so we can do that, which is a real benefit. You guys are really known for your radical kind of transparency, right? In your Instagram stories, you show all the jackets being made, the buttons getting made, people's names going on specific jackets, things that go wrong, things that go right. I mean, they must really prepare you, though, for like crisis communications in a way, because you know how to immediately talk to your customers in a way that's not fake. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like we didn't communicate until we had a final decision. And we were like, we really thought about the decision not to do it. And could we do it? Can we survive? Like if we had to go until September, October, can we survive? Because we only launched three days a year and those days can move, luckily for us. But can we personally, like, like yes, we'll take a lot. We'll be basically earning bugger all <laughs> and living <laughs> off our savings. That's what we can do to keep, us, uh, keep the business going. We're seeing more and more emails coming into our inbox from every brand that you might have signed up to and not heard from for five years but they need you now and everyone's getting in touch and a lot of them are not talking like a normal human and if they are they are now but they didn't before and so you don't really know who you're talking to and you don't really trust them and I think we've been really conscious the whole time of talking as people and as humans and I think we're really lucky that well not lucky we chose to do that because it's the only way we would do it but we're lucky that our customers are really on board with that and the emails we've got from people saying don't worry if my jacket doesn't come until next year I still support you don't know there's no rush I you know I send my love to Sergio as well and to the factory and people are really invested in our supply chain because of that you guys designed a label that's now flying around the internet sometimes not attributed to you but I mean in, inside the jackets you put this thing do you want to read actually what it says yeah absolutely I might just grab a jacket We've got no stock because we've sold out of everything, but I've got a huge jacket here. It's pink. So on the one side, it's your care label. So it's take care of your jacket. And you've got all of the usuals, wash at 30, made in Portugal, made of French moleskin, 100% cotton, eye inside out. You get it. But then on the other side, it's take care of yourself. And it says wake up early, exercise first thing, drink good coffee, stop worrying, less screen time, read books and have a bottle of Cocoa Pops. Which is a pretty good uh, manifesto for a self-isolation era. It is. People have always really engaged with that because it's often a detail overlooked. But right now, people are really, really engaging with it and they're really relating to it. And so much so that it's spread a huge amount. People like It's been shared in places that we have no idea it's been shared right now. And it's worked, worked its way up the kind of media chain from like, from like from us to people who follow us to Michael Gubert, I think something like that. He's a, and then from there it goes to I'm not sure from largest to where, but it goes to like Fuck Jerry, who's got like 15 million followers and entirely unattributed to us. And that nobody stage. knows that it's us. Yeah. <laughs> did Fuck Jerry post it really? He yeah. posted it, but he didn't credit us. So he, he put on his Instagram stories. And nowadays, that's like being on BBC News. Yeah, I mean, what's that? He has like 15 million followers. Yeah, he's a media company in, in himself, and he's quite well known for not crediting or digging deep deep enough to find the source of the inspiration that he's posting but we can't complain it means that obviously we've created something that really resonates with people hopefully that just pushes us now to make sure that in some way that we can find a way to put our name on it without kind of ruining it and to keep creating even better work i mean the world's turned upside down businesses are going out of business i mean if 
this goes on for another five, six, seven months, you're both two creative people. I mean, are you thinking of like, what could I do if the business doesn't succeed? I think we know that it will. And we We push. (laughs) Yeah. And talking to our factory, we know that if and when they do close, they're going to close for two or three weeks. They may need to close again, or they may need to close for longer than that. But realistically, it's not going to be I don't think it's going to be that long, especially because they jump so early. Touch wood, we'll see. I think for us, it's about supporting our supply chain massively. So actually, if even if things aren't 100% back to normal in the UK, but our supply chain are up and ready and it's about supporting the people in those places, then, then we'll launch when it's ready. We also have to factor in our community and our community are creatives. Often a lot have their own businesses or freelancers and they're really feeling it right now like all of us are. So... We made the decision on two parts, you know, with our supply chain in mind, but also with our customers in mind. So I think it's about gauging those two things. You guys wrote a really, really lovely thing on Instagram about constraints and how they push you along. I mean, they're actually not necessarily a bad thing. I was wondering, actually, if you would mind reading what you wrote. We've always believed in using constraints to make you interesting. If you look at our business, there are a lot of constraints. Three times a year, 300 pieces. First jacket into shot only on iPhone. Yeah, that we try and use them everywhere that we can to make us more creative or to help us build alternative business models. And so, yeah, we just kind of wanted to write a piece about our love for constraints, basically. So it starts. Until now, we've all had too much. Too many opportunities, too much on our to-do lists. Resources and opportunities surround us. When it comes to coming up with ideas, it's paralyzing when you have too many options to choose from. When you have so much, ideas get complicated, they get watered down, and you overspend instead of think. That's why we believe constraints are creativity's best friend, because they make you think. Thinking is free, everyone can do it, but it's not always easy. Spending money is. People think constraints are constraining, but actually they open a whole new world of creativity and opportunity, and the results can be groundbreaking. Putting a constraint on yourself, whether it's in time, tools, design, money, features, products, team or location, can result in a completely original idea. Constraints force us to be resourceful, to find new connections, new ways of doing things, to find value where others have overlooked. And the results can be very interesting. And perhaps that's the best possible manifesto for this new show as well. Let's all of us do everything we possibly can to support businesses that are suffering in this unpredictable time. But let's also recognize that constraints can sometimes lead to opportunity, creativity, even genius, or at least something interesting. My special thanks to Alex from the Hudson Beck Group, Becky and Hugh from Painter, and to Courier's Jeff Taylor. Be sure to sign up to Courier Weekly for more stories of pivoting, adapting, surviving, and growing. That's at couriermedia.co slash sign up to subscribe. You can also download a free digital edition of our latest issue of the magazine on our web shop, I'm Daniel Giacopelli. This show's back again on Monday.